And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and let's read verse 11. I have two portions of scriptures to read, then I will expound. I've memorized it because I was born November 13th and it switched. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. It reads, Amen, it's on the screen, and thank God if you do have your own Bibles, that's okay. But it's on the screen, it reads, When I was a child, Paul is speaking to the saints in Corinth. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But, can you say but? When I became a man, the word man here is a, a mature human being. It is anthropos. Amen. So when I became a mature human being, guess what I did? I put away childish things. I have another. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 13. If you can turn there rather quickly. When you have it, say, I have it. You have it, amen. And we also have it on the screen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was recently told that the, mod, uh, that the modern Bibles are now on the cell phones, but that's okay. Amen. However we can get the wood, we'll take it. Is that Okay. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 reads, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Says, notice what the Bible says, again. Which means it was taught to them already. So, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as having need of milk and not strong meat. Verse 13, for everyone, every human being that useth milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he or she is a babe. You know, this past Wednesday, as many of you know, we had no service. So I came here in the presence of the Lord just to walk and talk to God. And I said, Father, there is so much material in the Bible I can preach and teach from. But I need you to give me a word for your people. And continued just talking to God. And the Lord said to me, tell my people it is time to grow. It is time to put away childish things. That is why our text, the first text says, when I became a mature human being, I put away childish things. Tell your neighbor, it's time to put away childish things. Amen. Tell them it's time to put away childish things. And so for a few minutes this morning, that's what I want to talk to you about. Let's put away childish things in 2024. And I'm going to go through some verses in the Bible. Unfortunately, I don't have a text I'm going to walk through. But I do have verses that the Lord brought to my heart that I want to share with you. And since as we go through the verses, what I would like you to do is identify the characteristics of a spiritual baby. And that of a mature Christian. Are you with me? As we go through the text... I mean, I, I hope, I'm hoping, I want to take my time because it ministered to me. How many of you would agree we are all growing? Nobody here has arrived. So when God told me so, I said, oh, oh, it's for me first. Hello? We all need to grow spiritually. We all need to be childlike, but not childish. <laughs> And you get what I'm saying? When it comes to the things of God, we should be mature enough to be childlike. Is it Matthew 18.3 that tells us, is it, can you go to Matthew 18.3? Let me see if that's the text that tells us that unless we become like a child, that's what Jesus says, right? Unless you become like a child, you will never experience the kingdom of God. Yeah, he said Matthew 18.3 is right here on the screen. It says, Verily, and when Jesus uses the word verily, 
It's for real. I mean, it's for real, for real. That's what he's saying. It's true. That's what I'm telling you. He said, except you be converted. Can you say converted? And become as little children. Become as little children. Not become a little child. Become childlike. Not childish. And become as little children. You shall not enter the what? Now look at, I love the Bible because the Bible is the best expositor of itself. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 tells you what convert means. Verse 4 says, whosoever therefore shall what? That's what convert means. You've got to do what? Humble yourself. Humble himself as this little child. Uh-huh. The same is greatest in what? That's what the Bible says. If you become childlike, if I become childlike, become soft towards God. Amen? And when I say soft, I mean not stiff-necked. Mm -hmm. Not rebellious. Uh, I, yes, that good, teachable. Mm -hmm. You can accept correction. Praise God. Well, it's, uh, I, know, I know it's cold out there, but I'm certainly sure it's not cold in here. I know what's happening. I think we're just taking it in. We're just taking it in. Because, because you see, brothers, how many of you would agree that um, it is time for us to become so familiar with the truth so that when a counterfeit looms on the horizon, it will be easily detected? It is so important it is late, Mr. Grover. That's what God is telling us. It is too late to be childish. It is too late to be spiritually immature. Because God said to me another thing. He said, tell my people I have need of them. But I cannot use them if they are childish. We need to grow up. Amen? And so Paul told the saints in Corinth... When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But I did not stay there. You see, I am pro I, we are all programmed to grow. Can you say programmed to grow? You don't, tell your, you don't give your body permission to grow. No, it just grown you. Size, two, oh, size 12. You, you see... <laughs> Physical growth is automatic. Spiritual growth is not. <laughs> oh, that's why the Bible tells us we are laborers together. Can you say laborer? Oh, labor means hard work. Notice he didn't say we are partners. Now, I understand when some spiritual leaders say that we are partners with God. I understand that. Amen? Uh, you have to listen to the entire sermon before you criticize them. Amen? That's what mature Christians do. <laughs> you see, mature Christians want to hear the entire truth before they come to a conclusion. They don't just want four or five seconds like what CBN, CBS and all these stations do. They give you four or five seconds, amen, just to pollute you. Well, anyhow. But how many of you, you have decided, you heard from God and you believe God is telling you, it is time to grow. Yeah, it is time to grow. It is time to be spiritually mature. Mm -hmm. It is time to strive to be a Christian or a, a Christian statesman or a Christian stateswoman. Let me say that again. It is time to strive to be a Christian statesman or a Christian stateswoman. Somebody who's an example. Somebody who's a disciple indeed. Can you say disciple indeed? So the Lord sent me to tell you that I am going to show you in a while how it's so dangerous. You remembered Samuel was in the temple. He was but a child. Eli was in the temple a priest. Eli had two sons, Hophni and Phineas. Mm -hmm, you remember that story. But yet, God called out to a child. But because he was a child, he could not recognize. <laughs> Since what I'm saying is dangerous. 
to be spiritually immature in 2024. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? We need to get to the point where we are not tossed to and throw by every doctrine. Everything we see, everything we hear. Are you hearing me, saints? You know, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't intend to get that loud, you know. I just came here to discuss. I don't know why I'm getting loud. But, but you know, I feel the spirit of God. <laughs> Anyhow. But I want us to recognize that as a child, notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, as a child, your speech changes. Can you go back to our text? Let me just spend some time on this. And if I do not finish now, we'll finish tonight. Is that okay? Now, I have a full-blown sermon for tonight. But, <laughs> amen. but we have to just be ready when the Lord speaks. Amen. So, so uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Since I would, want, I, would like that, I would like you to memorize. Denise, Lisa, memorize that particular verse in 20. Elder, memorize that verse. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I speak as a child. Amen. You know how children speak. Amen. I understood as a child. You know, children don't understand a lot of things. Everything just goes over their heads. They let you talk a lot. You got to say it again. Do I have to repeat myself? <laughs> Can I tell you the truth? That's how sometimes I feel. How long have I been saying that? Hmm? Why can't your heart take a hold of the seed that's been sown into it? Since it's been childish, it's spiritual immaturity. And God is reaching out to us this morning, beckoning you and I to put away childish things. Your speech has to change. Let me share this with you. If your speech change, look, I'm rooting for you. When your speech change, <laughs> when your speech change, you've won 75% of the battle. Can you see? Because now you have agreed with God, regardless of the circumstances you see around you, regardless of what you see that's coming up against you. You say what God's word says. You didn't say, well, you don't say, well, you know, you know, I'm. I'm I'm human, you know, so I can't say how I feel then. Tell that to God. Th that's not for me. I am just, I am under authority. That's what the Bible says. And so if I'm under authority, then I have to say what authority tells me. Even if it's uncomfortable. Oh. You get what I'm saying? And so that's where we are. And I think that's why God is reaching out to us. Because he has need of a mature people. Mm -hmm. He hath need, Mr. Grover, of people who are mature. He's after mature Christians. People who are disciples indeed. As I said, hear, hear me brothers and sisters. Many of us have been waiting for years mm -hmm, to be overtaken by spiritual growth. Like an avalanche. You know an avalanche, just, you just, it will not happen because spiritual growth doesn't come that way. Many of us have been waiting for years for spiritual maturity to settle on us like a fog. Oh, it's coming. Bless God, it's coming. It's not going to happen. Guess I did. I waited. You know why I waited? Because I had, and I thank God for my spiritual leaders. You know I'm not criticizing anybody, amen? We all live in glass houses. But I'm just telling you my experience. I had men of God say to me, God is going to do it. God is going to do it. God is going to. And so I sat saying, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it anytime now. Anytime now. He's going to do it. <laughs> From 16 years, they've been telling me he's going to do it. Oh, and I wanted him to do it because my dad died when I was 16. Oh, now I wanted him to do it. I needed God to do it. 25, nothing happening. 30, nothing. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, something is wrong with that picture here. No, I said to myself, how many of you born in April? 
Nobody here in April? You in April? Anybody born in April? April. Now I'm going to say something. Amen? I'm going to say something, but don't take offense. So I said to myself, I may have been born in April, but not April 1st. <laughs> I said, something is wrong with that picture. From 16 to 30, he's taking that long to come. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. And what happened? I got so frustrated and so disappointed. I was about to give up. And thank God he brought me in the midst of some Christians. You know some hardcore Christians who are just tired of failing? They've been through the spiritual school of hard knocks. Uh, and they, t they don't make smarters. They just tell you the way it is and they keep moving. And they were very frank with me, very honest with me. I told you my experience. One of them called me lazy and said, you have so much potential, but you are so lazy. It wasn't I was lazy. I was told all my life God is going to do it. And I was waiting for God to do it. And since I'm telling you, God, what I found out as I read the Bible, God has already done it. Yes. Oh, God, I give you praise. Are you getting me? I found out God has already provided all the power. We need to become who we need to become. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Rock my world. It says no one to him. Who is able to do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all that we may think. And it says it's according. It's in proportion to. To the degree of power that works in you. Ephesians 3.20. I know I said it fast. And I'm trying to be. You know I'm trying to be quiet here this morning. But I feel the presence of God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Listen to what Ephesians 3.20 said. I was reading the Bible. It rocked my little brain. I said, I said, no. I got up from my chair and walked away. It says, now unto him that is able to do what? Abundantly. No, no. When you see, when you come across words like exceedingly, abundantly, these are superlatives. It is God stacking. God is trying his best to tell you he can I'll blow your mind. That is God trying to tell you, I can blow your mind. What you're asking me for, that's nothing. I mean nothing, excuse my vernacular, nothing. I found out you have to try to be proper. He's able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Here it comes, comma. According means to the degree of, in proportion to the power. The power to do what? Notice it didn't say the power in you. No, the power has to be working. <laughs> because we all have the Holy Ghost. But it seems like he's just not working. He's not operative. Well, well. <laughs> you, you see, and when I, I read that, I walked away and the tears began to fall from my eyes. Because all the years I've been, I've only been here, all the years, sorry, I've only been here in, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that you may ask or think, yes, and I would jump and say, yeah, they never quoted the last half. I'm telling you, and I grew angry. That's what happened as a child, doesn't take responsibility for their spiritual growth. Let me say, it, you cannot depend on a pastor for your spiritual growth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12, 13, he is to equip. He's to what? Equip. And let me tell you, when you are equipped, he, he just equips you. He's not giving you nothing to fight. He, he equips you and then you go out and fight. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. But I'm just telling you, brothers and sisters, where we are and what God wants to do for us. He, God said, I have need of my people. I'm looking for people who are mature. Can you say mature? Spiritual mature. That, that's, that's, what, that, that's what he's looking for. Number one, your speech has to change. You have to agree with God. Very important. Amen. You cannot say what you feel. Amen. Well, can I say that? Can I be honest with you? Because nowadays you have to be so careful. You know, you have people criticizing us because we live by faith and walk by faith. You know, if you got a pain in your body, you acknowledge you got a pain. 
You, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But see, I still believe God. You see, I still believe God for my healing. And so I'm going to can you continue saying I still believe God instead of saying I have a pain. I have pain. You see what I'm saying? I am, I'm, go, I'm going to acknowledge it in my body. We, we are human beings, amen? We are, we are, listen to me, we are spirits trapped in bodies. In your spirit, there is no, your, your spirit has no pain. It's in your body though. Amen? So what you say, yeah, I have some pain in my body, but I'm believing God. Amen? For supernatural health. Amen? I'm believing God. And that's all I want to talk about, my supernatural health. Amen. Not that pain. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now and then I would whisper and say, God, I thank you for my healing. I, th I still believe your word. I still believe your word. David said in Psalms 27 verse 13, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. David said, David said, I had to believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Look, that's what mature Christians do. They don't, they don't buckle down and fall apart like a $2 suitcase. They say, I still believe God. God is not a man that he should lie. I still believe God. God is looking for some mature people who will change their speech. Not only their speech has to change, but their understanding has to. I, I do what? I spoke as a child. I understand. Can you go to understanding? And I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you. A, I know I wouldn't have time to finish it. Lord have mercy. But God is good. Amen. It's a good thing we'll be here in 2024. <laughs> he said, I spoke as a child. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. I'm still on my text. He said, not only I speak, he said, I understood. Understood what? As a child. Very. I reasoned as a child. In other words, information was coming at me. And because I had the mind of a child, I couldn't understand I couldn't perceive. I didn't have revelation knowledge. Because my mind was, my spiritual mind, though I'm in a 75-year-old body, though I'm in a 55-year-old body, <laughs> spiritual things I understood as a child. Let me show you in the Bible how dangerous that is. Jesus had just fed, I think it's Matthew, Jesus had, had just fed the multitude. Mm -hmm. And in Matthew chapter 6, can you go to Matthew chapter 6? Ma Matthew chapter 16, sorry. Matthew chapter 16, let's read verse 6 to 11. Let me give you the context of what's happening here. Jesus just fed, amen, the multitude. You remembered? Five loaves, two fish. Send them away. Notice what happened. Jesus is now talking to his disciples. He said, then Jesus said unto them, Jesus, he said, take heed and be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. He's speaking to them. I like Jesus. He like to, you know, he's, he, he speaks, but you have to work to get it. <laughs> oh, he doesn't just feed you. He doesn't just feed you. There is a way. Feed you what? He doesn't just give it to you on a, on a platter. You've got to earn it. I love him for that. Uh -huh. Yeah, he said, take heed and be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Verse 7, listen to verse 7. Then the disciples reasoned, say understanding. That's the meaning of understanding, your ability to reason. I'm talking too fast, right? That is the meaning of understanding. It's your ability to reason. Mm -hmm. And take your mind and wrap around a concept. It says, reason among themselves saying, you know what they're saying. Is it because we have taken no bread? <laughs> oh God. You see how dangerous it is to be spiritually immature? He just fed and preached. And the Sadducees and Pharisees came. And they were arguing with him. Trying to undo what he did. Trying to defame him. Trying to vilify him. And he said to them. He's, he took them now. Now they're having a conference. They came in the conference room at the back right here. <laughs> Praise God. And that's their talking. And Jesus said. Boys be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they're saying. Man. What does he mean? Came out. They're saying. Is it because we have no bread? 
Is it because we have no uh, uh, biscuits? <laughs> Is it because we didn't stop at I hop for these pancakes? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Can you go to verse 8? Okay, verse 8. I'm trying to show you reasoning. Verse 8. Which when Jesus perceived, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus spoke, and Jesus, he, 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 Jesus said, for real, <laughs> he said, he said unto them, oh, you have little faith. Why reason you among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Can you go to verse 10, 9, verse 9. Verse 9 reads, do you have what? When I was a child, they're still spiritually immature. That's what's happening here. Neither remember when you're a child, you forget everything. Don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. You see why now it's difficult for our hearts to grab one scripture verse. Uh-oh. Hello? You see why now it is difficult. That's why I said, brothers and sisters, I don't have the time, but as we go through the text identify what makes you what the bible calls the traits of one who is spiritually immature and fix it don't roll over into 2024 like that it is immature when you cannot remember god's word proverbs chapter 7 says lay up the word of god in your heart lay it up remember he said, do you not yet understand? Neither remember the, you just saw a miracle. You just saw me took five loaves and two fish and fed over 15,000 people. And you're asking whether I should bring bread or not? Think about it. And I could see Jesus, his hands started scratching, itching. He just wanted to slap everybody. <laughs> and he, <laughs> you know that's a joke, right? You know, you, know, you know, folks don't think that's a joke. Some people get offended by that. But let me say for the record, it is a joke. <laughs> so, and, and anyhow, you, you, you see the picture, right? You see the picture. It is dangerous to remain spiritually immature. And if that's you, if your heart cannot retain scripture, sometimes we just need to be intentional about it. You just need to make the time. You, you and I need to do what? Make the time to become spiritually mature. The Bible, as we said before, God said, I have need of you. Those of you who are looking, he has need of you. But God does nothing without his word. You need, because that's God's authority. God's word is final authority. So he cannot act beyond his word. So the more you and I have the word of God in our hearts, the better it is, the more mature we'll be. Amen? So not only our speech has to change, our understanding has to change, but the way we think has to change. Can you say the way we think has to change? Let me ask you, I asked you a question last week. Are you thinking of what, about what you're thinking about? Is that the right way to say it? Are you thinking of what you're thinking about? That which your mind is working on, are you thinking of that? Very important. You got, what, that which I'm thinking, is it helping me or not? Is it that of a mature Christian? Because God told us how to think. You know God told you how to think. Philippians 4, 6, let me show you how God told us to think. Amen. God didn't give, God made it plain to you and I. You can use your mind for anything else, but this is what God said. This is how God said you got to think. Can you go to verse 7 and 8? And the peace of God, verse 8, thank you so much. Finally, brethren, okay, okay, there his kids coming. Whatsoever things are, that's what you think on. You don't think on lies. When somebody comes, is that a lie or that's the truth? Because I, I cannot lend my mind to lies. It's late, it's 2024. Is that truth or is that a lie? Because if it's a lie, it's just gossip. I haven't got time for that. What's uh, uh, honest? Is that honest or not? What you bring to me, is that honesty or not? You tell me because I'm on a mission here. Whatsoever things are just, is that just? Mm, is that just? Would you as a person, is justice in what you're doing? Is it equitable? Whatsoever things are, is that pure? 
God tells you how to think. Pure. Watch how things are. Is that lovely? Is that beautiful? Mm-hmm. Is that invigorating? Is that liberating? Or does it cloud your heart? How do you feel? Does it make you feel small and defiled? Whatsoever things that have a good report. Is that a good report? A good report. Because all I want is good report. I have no time for bad report. Mm-hmm. I, need come, I, I need good report. I got enough. I got a devil on my back. I was telling somebody last week, look. Look, we, we were talking. I said, I don't have much time. I said, for me, less is more. I said, I got a God to serve. I, got a, I said, I got a Jesus to worship. I got a wife to serve. I got, a, I got sons to father. You hear me? I got a church to equip. I have no time. If, he said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on what? The things we just mentioned, that's what you think on. That's, that's the things you think on. So your, the, the way you think has to change. Finally, let me show you. Let me give you an example to wrap it up. I have, you know I keep a lot of material in me. You know, sometimes I stay with my iPad and I realize I got 10, 15 pages. I'm only on page one. So I have to walk away from it. Let me show you a text. I'm going to show you something. And brothers and sisters, I'm hoping that as of today, you're going to make, we're going to come together and make a decision to walk away from spiritual immaturity, from being childish. There is a, before I go to that last text, there is a verse. Paul took the liberty and began to list a lot of characteristics of a mature Christian in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. I'll, I'm, going to, I'm going to bring one to your attention because it's important for all of us. Ephesians 4, 3. Quickly, before I go to our story to bring it to a close. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. He said, Endeavoring. You see it? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Is it 4, 3 or 3, 4? But we'll find out. He said, as Christians, as brothers and sisters, as mature Christians, we have to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in what? You know what endeavor it means? You know what endeavor means? Endeavor means to go out of your way to let other people look good so the Holy Ghost... You do what you have to do so peace. Because the Holy Ghost works where there is peace. So you want to ensure that there is peace. Amen. Because where there is peace there is the bond of unity. And the spirit of God is now free. Amen. To move. Amen. In our midst and bring healing. Bring wholeness. Bring health. Let me share with you. I've been to churches. I've been to churches. I've been to churches in my young days. And, and you as you... You entered the church and you got healed. No pastor laid hand on you. You just had, you, you felt the presence of God. And you look at these people, they move as one unit. They haven't got time for what we call mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I don't need a mess to make a message. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Now, I know you can do that with that, but I'm just saying you don't need it. Now, well, let me move on. Some of you are looking at me like, <laughs> I'm going to bring this to a close because we have to come here this evening. I want to show you in Samuel. Can you go to, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you so much. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 2. We'll read from verse 2 to 7. And I want to show you how dangerous it is because God told me, when I read this text, God said to me to tell my people, those who are here and those who are looking, tell my people, like I was calling Samuel and he was just a child and could not recognize my voice, I have been calling in 2021. I've been calling in 2022. I've been calling in 2023. 
He said in 2024, please mature so you could hear his voice. The Bible tells us, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. That's the last verse, but can you go to verse 2? Verse 7 is, a, is concluding what took place in verse 2 to 6. Verse 2 tells us, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Eli was the high priest at the time. Mm -hmm. He went to bed. He was getting old so he could not see. Praise God. I don't know what was wrong with him, but you know, back then, you know, the uh, medicine. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I didn't want to say it, but somebody said he had cataract. I, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, I, Mr. Glow, I did not say it. Somebody said it. <laughs> Amen. Now, Eli had two sons, Hophni and Phineas. They were priests, but they were not good men. These, these young men, the women would bring their offerings, and they would have, they would have, you know what I'm talking about. They would take these women at the back and disrespect them. Young preachers. And all of them died. I think we preachers should take a, a lesson. Are you with me? You start doing that kind of thing and disrespect your own sister, because God has a husband for every woman, and a, and a wife for every man. I'll show you next year. <laughs> In the Bible. We haven't got time for that now. Praise God. Amen. I'll show that to you. God has it. Now you have a choice to wait on it or not. Amen. Well let me move right along here. And so Eli could not see. He laid down. And see what happened. Verse 3. Quickly. I know I told you I was going to be 30 minutes. Lord I'm so sorry. And E-R-E, it means E-R-E here, E-R means the, the glow. <laughs> the Bible did not say the lamb. There is so much behind that. I'm so, I'm, I'm so disappointed I cannot explain it because of time. But I will later. So he said the glow of the lamp of God. Whose lamp? God went out in the temple of the Lord. Now you know, God told the priest the temple lamp should never go out. Never go out. It went out. God said you need to bring oil. And the priest is supposed to trim the oil. And because you see the continual burning of incense. Is a representation of continual prayer. And praise. And God was telling us wear down. Do not stop having prayer and praise in the house of the Lord. Prayer and praise stopped. In Eli's time, and as soon as it, that happened, notice what, notice what happened. And Samuel laid down to sleep. Notice what happened. Verse 4. As soon as the current preacher was not careful to ensure there was prayer and praise in the house of God, God called somebody else. Uh. <laughs> oh, I got to go. I got I to gotta get somebody else. I said, God, you never let that happen to me. Never overlook me because I failed to ensure that your house was a house of prayer and praise and worship. Oh, then the Lord called to Samuel and Samuel said, here I am. Like Mary said, here I am. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Do it unto me according to your will. He's just a child, but God doesn't have a choice to go to a child. Because those who are supposed to be spiritually mature has failed him. And so God has to reach out to a child. God forbid that happened to us in 2024. I'm talking to you and me and you and every one of us. Maybe when God calls, we say, here am I, Lord. I recognize your voice. That's my prayer for you in 2024. Continue, verse 5. Notice what I'm in, verse 5. And he ran unto Eli. He's a child. <laughs> He's what? Child. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou called me. And Eli said, Go lie down again. I didn't call you. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. So, we have two children. 
We have a child who's trapped in a 75-year-old body, who's a priest. And we have a child who's just a baby, he's because of age. <laughs> are, you, you see, are you seeing what you see, what's happening here? And he ran unto Eli. Is that verse, can you go to verse 6? Verse 6. And the Lord called yet again to Samuel. Since that's what, the, that's what the Lord said to me to tell you. I said it earlier on. God has been calling for years. He said to me, tell him, I've been calling for years, but my voice has not been recognized. My voice is not recognized. Mm -hmm, that's what he said. I remember, well, another story again that will prolong our sermon. Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said unto him, Here am I, for you called me. And he answered, I called not my son, lie down again. Hold on, hold on. That's the second time in the house of the Lord. You should, uh, come on, you, uh, by then, you should, your lightning fast mind would say, oh, oh. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> somebody's called, that has never happened before. It has to be the Lord. Hmm? But you know, you finally get it, amen? You know what, God is patient. God is patient. And God is a wonderful God. God called Samuel and never explained everything to Samuel right away. He ensured that Eli knew. You see how God is wonderful? Still ensuring that the order, the order he's placed is still respected. Continue. Let's continue. And go, verse 7. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Guess why? Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. That is why Samuel did not recognize the voice of the Lord. You know why we cannot recognize the voice of God? <laughs> it's right here. We do not know the word of the Lord. And we have no revelation knowledge of God. It's right here. It's, that's how we remain spiritually immature. We do not know the word of the Lord. And when I place an emphasis on scripture memorization, I have a lot of people saying, look, but I do not give a rip. You know that, amen? I've told you so. I'm going to stay on what God told me. God told me your overarching goal is to memorize the entire Bible. And I'm going, listen to me, I'm going to do as much as I can before I go on to glory. Amen. I, want, I just want the word of God to flow through me. Unhindered. Because that is where the power is. Look, it doesn't matter how much you pray, 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 and no word. You are doing nothing. Excuse my vernacular. Nothing is happening to you. You need the word of God. The Bible, are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning, John chapter 1 was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. John 15, 5. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Without the word in you, you can do a thing. You have no power to fight the enemy. I'm begging you. God sent me here to tell you that. I'm begging you. We need to move from being... Childish to being childlike. Childlike is humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. Quick to listen to God. Quick to say yes, Lord. Quick to say thank you, Jesus. Quick to give God the glory and the honor. Oh, I thank God the day these pastors rock my world. Rock my world and tell me that he threw that Bible in my bosom. He threw, he said, Dread it, it'll change your life. Change your life. It'll do what? Yeah. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. Come on, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. You'll open the word of God and one verse, one verse will have you shouting all day. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you. 
God is so good. I was about to end and God gave me a verse. I gave it to the ministers because he said to me, give it to them. This is God's verse for you. Proverbs 27 verse 18. I want to, God, at the end I was here and God said to me, this is my encouragement to IOGM and all those of you who are looking unto the world. This it says, whosoever keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. Keepeth means to guard. The imagery here is a tree that's been planted and protected. So the fruit comes out and it blossoms. But it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> the fig tree has to be planted. You got to wait for it to grow. Can you say grow? Then you got to prune the fig tree. You got to fertilize it. Amen. Uh, <laughs> night and day. And day and night goes by. But the Bible says if you do that, you shall eat the fruit. Thereof. He's bringing it home now. So in the very, can you say in the very same way? That's what so means. So he that waiteth on his master. Who, who, who is our master? If you wait on Jesus, you shall be honored. <laughs> oh, 2024. You wait on Jesus, sure enough, he'll honor you. You know what wait means? Like a wait, like a waitress. Always looking, how can I serve? Where can I serve? Sir, are you okay? Do you need a refill? Can I take your plate? Do you want more? Uh, anybody here feel like serving the Lord? Feel like waiting on the Lord? And God said, have you? I was here on Wednesday. And I was just, I was just talking to God. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a thought came to me, Wood. You know, we are, all, we are all human beings. And if we take a thought, the devil can mess you up. I was there sitting and the devil said to me, how long have you been a Christian? Big mistake is to answer him. You, you see these conversations you've been having with yourself, stop it. Except if it, that's not of God, thank you. Sitting there, I was thinking I was over here somewhere. Here. And he said, how long you've been a Christian? How long you've been at that? I said, well, in my mind, I said, I've been a Christian for 45 years. I've grew up in church all my life. And the devil said, and here you are. You got still haven't done anything for you. I'm telling you, look where you are. You came here. I thought you wanted to be this and that. And look at where you are. And I tell you, I sit here. I kid you not. And I began, the mistake I made was to take that thought. The Bible said, take no thought saying. I began to entertain the thought. And my eyes welled up with tears because I remembered my schoolmates who are now accountants and CPAs and PhD students. I know it doesn't happen to you, but I'm testifying about me. And I said to him, and I sat there. Listen, I sat here and the Lord said to me, you've taken a thought. <laughs> he said, you need to take that thought captive. Nobody, nobody, nobody beat me wood. I was sitting there and the tears come because I was thinking. My eyes began to flow with tears because I took a thought from the devil. And the Holy Ghost said to me, read Psalms 27. Not Psalms, read Proverbs 27. No, it's amazing. Wednesday is the 27th and I usually read the proverb of the day. <laughs> Isn't God good? As I was reading, God said to me in verse 18, this is the cure for the tears that was in your eyes. Honor is coming. You just wait. Wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. Just serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. I was going to share with you the Maslow's need of hierarchy just to identify where you are. But we might do it another time. Is that okay? We'll do it another time. Amen. But I want you to encourage you. Can you put it on? Yeah. God tells you to what? Wait. On the, serve the Lord. In other words, find somewhere in the house of God where you can serve and put your teeth in it and do it with all your heart. Let me say it again. Find someone in the house of God. Mm -hmm. You got to leave from me in your house. Amen. Well, I can serve the Lord in my house. Yes, we know that. 
But how well are you doing? Let me ask your spouse. I'm saying find something to do for God. Ask God, what can I, what can I do for you in 2024? What can I put my hands on? And I'll do it with all my heart, mind and soul so I can wait on you because I need to be honored. God said to me to tell you, honor is coming. Ella Pauline, don't you be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. I was getting discouraged and God encouraged me. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. Elder Bello, Dickness Bello, don't you be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. Honor is on the way. And when God honors you, <laughs> every human being will know it was God. Don't be discouraged. I'm still believing. I still see you walking in my mind's eye. I can't wait for that day to shout, Amen. Amen. God's word to you is finished. Doc, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged, Amen. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Come on, somebody. Can you give the Lord a hand of praise? Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496. 